Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So I want to get into where we were last week, and that's the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, we went through, I believe we went through verse 14 last week. So what I'm, here's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to read through verse 14. I may or may not comment on thing, things. And then we're going to read some more. All right? The second half of my reading tonight is actually a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. Okay? So I'm going to read through that. Then we're going to pray it together like a prayer. And then we're going to talk about it. All right? Is that confusing enough? So let's start here. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. Remember, the will of God is everything. Seek the will of God in your life. Say, man, how do I know God's will? Get into his word. I promise you, you will start to find God's will for your life. You say, man, this doesn't tell me, though, if I'm going to get that job with Key Energy or with the city of Hobbs or with the city of Eunice. Well, I guarantee you there are guidelines for everything in life here. This is God's will. Old Testament meaning old will. New Testament meaning new will. Testament is another word for will. So the entire Bible is God's express written will. That's important for all of us. All right? So this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. Apostle being messenger. Last night we discussed this in my Bible study. We did not make it out of Verse 2, okay? So we're going to get a little further again tonight like we did last Wednesday. Verse 2, may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I told the guys in my Bible study we're going to be on this chapter a while. There's a lot to talk about. Verse 3, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Can you ask for more than that? Every spiritual blessing. Wow. Let's go on to the, uh, verse 4. Check this out. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So don't ever think you were an accident. Don't ever think that, oh man, I should just feel rejected or down on myself. No, this verse right here says, before he made the world, he loved you and chose you. That's crazy. That supersedes everything. Before he made the world, you were on his mind. I love that. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault. Some translations say blameless in his eyes. Look at the next verse, verse 5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Remember when you adopt kids, you chose them, huh? You couldn't choose them other babies that just they kept happening, right? Praise God for those babies. But man, when you adopt a baby, you would deliberately say, I want that one. All right? That's a powerful thing. God adopted us into his own family. So let's get into verse 6 now. So we praise God for the glorious grace. Grace being, once again, God's empowerment to live right and or his mercy and his undeserved favor, okay? Grace is multifaceted, but that's powerful. God gives you the power to live and do and act right. God gives you the power to even obey him. Isn't it amazing that the faith you have, God gave to you? Scripture says he has given each of us the measure of faith. How amazing is that? 
That is true empowerment. Everybody's talking about empowerment all the time. That is true empowerment. We praise God for the glorious grace, the empowerment to live right, His undeserved favor, His mercy that He has poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. You believe in Jesus, then you belong to His dear Son. You've confessed Him as your Lord. You belong to Jesus. All right? Let's go on to the next verse, verse 7. He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. Verse 8. He showered His kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Could you ask for more? God's kindness, wisdom, and understanding. Let's go to verse 9 now. God has now revealed to us His mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill His own good pleasure. Had the enemy known God's plan, he never would have crucified Jesus. He thought he was killing God in the flesh. But Jesus, many say, man, he just got up out of that grave. Can you imagine that? The power to resurrect yourself, only God. Verse 10, and this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything. Somebody say everything. Everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Scripture says at one point in time in our future, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. All right? And you will reign with Christ Jesus. That's what Scripture says. Can you imagine you will be, you will be His administrators to, to rule and reign the whole universe and this planet? Scripture says that you will reign with Him. Verse 11, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, you are in relationship, you are in covenant with Him, you're part of His body, we have received an inheritance from God, for He chose us in advance. And he makes everything work out according to his plan. Let's hesitate there on that verse for a moment now. I remember back in the day, it was summer of 1994, I was working at the bank. Everybody knows where City Hall is right now? In 1994, that was United New Mexico Bank. It had just been bought out by Norwest Bank. Okay? So I was working there, and I'll never forget, I don't remember the guy's name, but a guy came in there with a cashier's check for $50,000. His uncle had died. It was the estate of so-and-so, so-and-so, the third. And he got an inheritance for $50,000. And I remember one of the ladies in New Accounts, she came to deposit the check. She goes, I hope this is real. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Like, what do you mean? You took the... She goes, I know. But she goes, when he was walking out of the bank, he was doing like this. Yes! Yes! And she goes, I don't know if it's because he swindled me or he's just excited for the inheritance. I said, I don't know. But I think it cleared because of, like a week later, he was in there cashing out all kinds of money. You guys remember traveler's checks? I don't know that they do those anymore. He was getting many traveler's checks, him and his buddy, to go to the Grand Canyon or something. I'm sure that money did not last long. I'm almost certain. Yes, you know. That was an inheritance. Now, an inheritance in the physical is great. I think I mentioned this last week. I have a relative who... His wife had, a, I think, an uncle who passed away, left them some money, and they paid off their vehicle. This was years ago, probably 10 or more years ago. That's amazing. An inheritance. You receive something that someone has passed on to you. But can you imagine this? Let's read this verse again. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. Not from so-and-so the third, but from God himself. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to whose plan? Can you imagine if God was just up in heaven doing stuff, going, let's see if, hey, man, let's just see if this works out. 
we're going to roll the dice on this. Just, I mean, no, God has a plan. He knows what works. He knows what doesn't work. Scripture says that Jesus at one point says, it says about Jesus in the Gospels that he knew was in man, what was in mankind's hearts. God, God knows. God knows how we react to stuff. But knowing all that, Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood. And let me read this verse again. Because we are united with Christ, we're part of his body now, right? Through faith. We have received an inheritance from God. This, can you imagine he's blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places? Scripture says he has seated us in heavenly places with him. We have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance. He loved you so much, you were on his mind before he created the earth. He chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. I love saying this, but Scripture explains Scripture. And Romans 8.28 tells us what? All things work together for what? For evil. No. All things work out, work together accidentally. Mm-mm. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. That's really good news for us. Many times we go, what? You ever prayed? You ever been in a situation and you said, Lord, I don't, your mind cannot fathom how it's going to be okay. You ever been there? I've been there. Maybe a bill, maybe a relationship, maybe somebody's sick. Maybe you say, man, I, I don't know how on earth this is going to be okay. Let me tell you all something right now. Had it been up to me, my mom would still be alive. Do I blame God for that? No, because I don't understand everything. I don't know all the details and the inner workings. I know God's best is that we be healed, but I do know this. And someone told me this months ago. They said, but isn't it powerful that she's perfectly healed now? Oh, yeah. We either believe or we don't believe. Sometimes you don't get it on this planet. Does that mean mean my faith stops there? No, Scripture says in the book of Hebrews that there are many heroes of faith who did what? They died believing. It didn't work out like I wanted it to, so I'm going to just stop believing. Well, that's between you and God, but not me. Till I flatline, till it goes, I'm going to believe. Till this organ in here stops beating, I'm going to believe. I'm not going to blame God. Why? Because I don't understand it all. I love it when Job was having a hard time. He was having a hard time, and he did really well. He, He honored God through it all, but I loved it when God appeared. Scripture says he appeared in the whirlwind. I don't even know exactly if it was a big tornado. I don't know. But God said, where were you when I created all this? God asked Job, he said, did you make the eagle proud? Did you give the eagle his ability? He asked him another question. He said, did you set the wild donkey free? Some of these questions are like, wait, what? Yeah, God's thinking about all this stuff. He's on another level. And then God says, um, Basically, this is my translation, uh, could you make Leviathan your pet? God is asking Job. Leviathan being this huge sea monster. I heard a, I heard a Christian, uh, Christian song on that one time said, would you make him your pet? If you merely touched him, you would never forget. Yeah, his scales are like of iron. He's like a dragon, a sea dragon or something. I don't even know exactly what that is, but it's a creation of God. And God is saying, look, 
where were you when I did all this? You got so much wisdom, you think you have me figured out. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the universe? That humbles me so much because you know how it is. As humans, we go, God, why? God, why? God, why? But I'm going to tell you this right now. He makes everything work out according to his plan. One day, I promise you, that gentleman over there and that young lady there and that gentleman there and everybody in this room, we're all going to be in heaven together one day and then you're going to understand it all. You go, oh, I never should have doubted about that. God's going to say, you couldn't see the end. You couldn't see what was going to happen. Here's why I allowed this to happen, or here's why I intervened directly. Here, we don't get it sometimes, but let me read this verse again. Because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. I'm in Ephesians 1.11. For he chose us in advance. Isn't that beautiful? You're so important to God, he looked down through the quarters of time, and he chose you. He chose us in advance, and he makes everything. Somebody say it again. Say everything. He makes everything work out according to his plan. I know many people, they question and say, why did God let this happen? Or why did God let that happen? Or why? Number one, we live in a fallen world. Number two, we've been given the power and the freedom and the gift of choice. People make rotten choices sometimes. That's so why we got to renew our minds. That's the soul realm. Mind, will, and emotions. I was talking to someone before church, and I reminded them, and I've reminded several of this recently, is we say this all the time because it just sounds better. As Christians, we say, man, we had all these souls saved. Well, really, their spirits are the ones that were reborn. The soul, that takes a while, doesn't it? The soul is your mind, will, and emotions. It's your thinking area. It's your decision-making abilities. And you guys know, you accepted Jesus. I know everybody in this room has accepted Jesus. But when you accepted him, did your mind get saved right when you accepted him? No, you still battled in your mind. There's no shame in that. That's part of being a human. But you start to renew your mind by doing the basics of prayer of the word. Prayer of the word. Prayer of the word. Any of you that are in any kind of field that required training, what did it require in that training? Repetition. Military. Uh, police work being a school teacher, welding, fixing appliances, building homes, whatever it is that you do, proofreading a document, editing, whatever it is you do, the skilled labor you do, working in a bank, doing those things you do, it took what? Repetition. You had to do it over and over and over again. I love quoting dad on this. I've, I've quoted this over the years. My dad said, I, I have to tell you 10,000 times. Yeah, Dad, I think you might have to, you know. It, it takes repetition. Psychologists say it takes us hearing something. Look, listen, I know everybody in here is intelligent. But the other side of it, I don't, just don't think we always listen. Psychologists say it takes us hearing something 16 times to get it. Maybe some less, maybe some 32 times. I don't know. Maybe me, 48. I don't know. <laughs> you know. 16 times 3. I don't know. It's different for everybody, but here's my point. My point is this. It takes repetition. You don't just accept Jesus and go. See, many people have been disadvantaged because they didn't understand. They said, I, I got it all when I got saved. I, I'm saved now, so I just, I just kind of stumbled through life until I go to heaven. And that was never God's plan with the epistles. That was never his plan. His plan was for us to keep reading, not stop at the book of John. Read Acts 
and get into Romans, Corinthians, Galatians. Why? The epistles. The epistles are letters written to believers. Forgiveness for sins, different things, even as believers, and we need that. And it all goes back to this. He makes everything work out according to whose plan? His plan. It may not have been your plan, but His plan always works. And it takes time. Remember I quoted that verse to you guys a while ago in prayer? Who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Say, man, I prayed already. I didn't get that. Well, you know what? God's working on you and He's working in you. He heard you. He heard you. He's working it out. You prayed according to His will. He heard you and it's on the way. Let's go on to the next verse. I don't know who needed to hear that. That was a big-time side journey. Verse 12, God's purpose was that we Jews, he's, he's writing here, he's, say, he's talking about the Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. Salvation, Scripture says, is of the Jews. Look at verse 13. And now you Gentiles, non-Jews, have also heard the truth, the good news, or the gospel, that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom He promised when? Long ago. Praise God. That is good news. Look at verse 14. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance, there's that word again, He promised, and that He has purchased us to be His own people. He did this so we could praise and glorify Him. All right. So to expedite some time tonight, I'm going to just read through this and not stop. Verse 15 through 23. I know this is a lot of word in here. You're like, man, this is a lot of Bible. Well, this is a Bible study. So let's start with verse 15. You can kind of just check it out as I read it. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to coach you on it, and we're going to basically we're going to read it out loud together like a prayer because that's what this is. The Apostle Paul goes on to say in verse 15, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. Look at this. He says, I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is his prayer. You still with me? To give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Is that powerful? Verse 18, he continues, he says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people, those who have been set apart, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that did what? That raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Wow, that's pretty clear. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body, it is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. What a chapter. Here's what I want to do. We're going to start with verse 17. And we're going to say this out loud together. So get ready. <clears throat> Clear your throats. All right. And, and Mauricio is going to put these on the screens as we go. And I'm going to just read through this. And you just, on the count of three, when I count to three, you're going to just personalize this as a prayer for you. For example... 
You're going to say, I ask God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give me spiritual wisdom and insight so that I might grow in the knowledge of God. Okay? We're going to personalize it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Don't worry. You're not getting recorded. I am. So the pressure's not on you. It's on me. So hopefully I won't tongue twist this thing. All right? So, <laughs> so let's do this. On the count of three, I will start. All right? On the count of three. And I will start by saying, I ask God. Okay? And y'all are going to pray this with me out loud. You're going to need your eyes open so you can read it, though. But you can pray. How many of you know you can pray with your eyes open sometimes? Just don't be doing it at the table when your mom's looking. Lord, bless his food. Don't do that. Your mom's like, hey, close your eyes. Right now, you have permission. Keep your eyes open so you can read this because we don't have it memorized yet, right? So on the count of three, I'm going to start with I ask God, all right? One, two, three. I ask God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give me spiritual wisdom and insight so that I might grow in my knowledge of God. Verse 18. I pray that my heart will be flooded with light so that I can understand the confident hope he has given to me. Just say me. Yeah. Say, I am his holy people, and I am rich in his rich and glorious inheritance. Verse 19. Say, I also pray that I will understand Let's start over verse 19. Let's do it together. I messed y'all up. One, two, three. I also pray that I will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for me because I believe in him. This is the same mighty power, what? That raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Let's keep reading. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. Wow. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. How many of you know that it was never God's plan for his church to just be a building. There are buildings all over this planet now, especially in Europe, and they're closed down. They're just old, beautiful church buildings. My dad tells me a story of in the early 80s, he was doing some like mission work in California. That's where I came to know the Lord. At, I think I was about age eight. And dad was invited to a church. He was, he was substituting for a pastor for a month or two that summer. I'll never forget it. But Dad went to a church. He said it looked like a cathedral, and there were like three of them in the church. So we need to make sure that in this context, the church is just the people of God. You are the church. Now, we meet in a church building that was built for the church of God. That's the body of Christ so that we can come together and worship together while we can, right? Better not be trying to close us again in Jesus' name. Why don't they close their government offices? Anyway. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ. That's you. You are his body. And your head is Christ. You're all part of the same community of believers all over the world. It's amazing. You travel, you meet other believers, and you have this thing in common. It's Jesus. It's amazing. 
You meet people like, hey, God bless you, brother. I've had people tell me that in so many languages, so many accents. It's amazing. The church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with what? With himself. What a powerful chapter. I want to encourage you to really, really get into the word like never before this year. It was about a year ago that God started speaking to dad and he started just, he wasn't real detailed, but dad started saying, I, God, I believe God showed me something's coming next year. I'm telling people to get ready. Telling people to get right. At one point, he told the Spanish service, I think, he said, you know, oil could drop to a dollar a barrel. He said this a year ago. People were like, it dropped negative. I don't know what God, I was telling a guy before the service, a young man, I don't know what God showed dad or what, but he just knew something was coming. And now here's what we believe. God is preparing you this year. Nominal Christians, let me say this, I want everybody to hear me real clearly on the live stream, and on the audio afterward. Nominal Christians, they don't make it. Nominal Christians are those who just say, well, I mean, I've, you know, I've heard of God. I'm just going to go just kind of just cruise through life. You know, I'll call on God when I need him. That's a nominal Christian. A true believer is I'm going to have a relationship with God every day. I know I'm flawed. I know I'm struggling with some things, but I'm not gonna give up and you know i told someone this before the service and i will tell this to you as well i will not give up on you and you don't give up on yourself you hang in there this is a year of preparation you think this year's weird this ain't to scare you this is just the truth the world have you noticed the world just doesn't improve they say oh well, we got a lot more technology now yeah but mm, a lot of areas it just doesn't improve this is not to freak you out this is just the truth of the matter you will continue to get better and better in god Scripture says as we move closer and closer to the brighter day, just every day getting brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. You just keep getting closer and closer and closer to God. But next year, I, I don't even know. This year is strange. Get ready for next year. That's not for you to live in fear. I believe God's going to bless you with good deals on cars and homes and your relationships are going to be restored. I believe you're going to find new and valuable friendships. I believe God's going to bless you in different ways. I believe your body's going to be healed if it needs healing. I believe you're going to see miracles. See, this is all scriptural, God's promises. But the world system itself, in Greek it's called the cosmos. The world system doesn't work. Anybody in here is old enough to remember the last time there was a recession and then you've heard of a depression and this. Why do those keep happening? Because our system's flawed. It's not run by God. You got people that know so much and they have an economy based on debt. How does that make sense? Does anybody, can anybody help me? Y'all don't even do that in your own personal budgets. You know that at some point you got to pay stuff back. You got a budget. If you don't have any more money, then you don't buy that thing. But our economy is debt based. And that's problematic. There's all kinds of things in there that are the world system. And the world system is this. Boom, bust. Boom, bust. Economic soundness, recession. Recession, depression. And it goes in cycles, just about every seven years. And then they blame whichever president was in there at the time. They say, man, it's his fault. It's, you know, it's, our, it's our legislator's fault. Whoever was there, they just blame them. But the whole world system, it does this all the time. That's why you got to invest in God's kingdom. He keeps talking about inheritance. He keeps talking about he does all things for the pleasure of his own will. He works it out according to his plan. 
man, I don't know about the rest of the world, but I'm going to tell you tonight, and I'm going to tell you this very adamantly, get connected to God's system through your giving, tithe and offerings, through uh, cell group, we call it connect group, through coming to church, here you are tonight, praise God. These are all faith steps and faith actions like we talked about Sunday. Don't ever put it off. Don't ever wait anymore because I guarantee it, there's people right now that wished that they'd not put it off because now they don't feel close to God and they're in a big crisis. How many of you know I would rather be feeling close to God when I hit the next crisis because we we, we're going to hit them in life. It's just life. It's a fallen world. So whether you're saved or unsaved, serving God or not, you will go through trials in life. I would much rather go through trials with God because Scripture says many are the afflictions or troubles of the righteous, those who are right with God, but the Lord delivers them from them all every time. And righteous folks may, man, they're struggling, but they always get back up. And that's you. That's you tonight. That's you. So get in the Word. Stay in the Word. This, this is God's divine and perfect will. And I know we're, all, we're going through some stuff right now, and some of you are like, wait, online school? What? I can only imagine for the teachers, but then parents, everybody's affected. Everybody's affected. How long are we going to close down? Where's the wisdom in that? I, I, don't, I, I, I cannot fathom. Let's just... Let's just were we closing down forever? When do we get? When were we able to go back to work? But just remember this: God has a purpose and plan in all of it. He's using people's decisions, whether we agree with them or not, whether we see the big picture or not. He's using it, I promise, for your benefit, and He's using it to usher in the reign of Jesus. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. I think you're gonna see some amazing stuff in your lifetime. Amazing stuff. Let's pray together, if you would. Let's pray. Lord God, we honor you like never before tonight. You're all we have, and Lord, we seek you with all of our hearts. Our hearts cry out to you and say, God, God, speak. Our heart says it. Our heart says, God, speak, because I'm listening. If you need to tell the Lord you're sorry about anything tonight, and you need to repent of anything, you go ahead. Take, the, take this time whether you're listening on the live stream or on the audio after the fact or here in this service right now, just tell the Lord you're sorry. If you need to confess any sin to Him, go ahead. I'm going to let you take a moment. Just, it's that simple. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Make me right with you again. And just know that you're right with Him by faith. Go ahead. Just take a moment. Now let me pray this. God, Lord God, continue to prepare your people for whatever is around the corner. There is no fear in my heart, God, because I know you've always taken care of every one of us. You have a track record of taking care of your people. We've seen it, Lord. There were times we thought we were finished. Man, that was 10 or 15, 20 years ago, and here we are. We thought it was over, but you took care of us, God. You brought us out. You brought us through so that we could serve you, so that we could give you glory, so that we could... In old school Christian terms, Lord, so we could testify. We could have a testimony. And our testimony being, God did great things for me. Look at what he did for me. He can do it for you. Lord, help us to walk in your word. Help us to walk in prayer and giving and fasting and sharing our faith. The basics of showing our faith, God. 
Strengthen your people tonight, Lord. Strengthen everyone at the sound of my voice. Not because of the great things I'm saying. No, that's not it, God. All because of the great things that your word has said and promised and the inheritance you you promised us. Now, Lord, give us boldness to speak out in truth. Give us boldness to live and be an example. Give us boldness to make right decisions. Give us boldness and wisdom and understanding, Lord, to make right decisions at the right time. And, Lord, give us clarity of mind and clarity of purpose at times when we come to different crossroads and different paths and we say, this is the right way to go. I, I don't know how I know, but I feel like God is leading me. God, speak to your people. Lead us. Prepare us. We trust you, Lord. We are completely optimistic for the future because it is in your hands. I thank you tonight. Lord, I break all fear in this house. And for anyone listening tonight, I break fear I break the spirit of fear and I loosen power, love, and a sound mind because you have not given us a spirit of fear, God. You've given us purpose and plan and design. You've given us hope. You've given us excitement for tomorrow and the future. Lord, today, it's the best day of our lives in Jesus' name by faith and tomorrow will be even better. No matter what comes, you are with us. Jesus, you promise, you said, behold, I'm with you always. Thank you, Lord. Give us wisdom, strength, boldness, and courage to face tomorrow. All because Jesus lives. We thank you, Father. Just rest in his presence just for a moment. We're doing good on time. Just just rest in his presence just for a moment. We trust you, God. And Lord, I pray that this year, going into next year, Lord, We're already already halfway through this year. I don't even know how, but here we are, Lord. We are in August. More than halfway through the year. Lord, call us back to prayer. Call us back to your word. Whatever that looks like. A one-year Bible or starting in Genesis. or Lord, help us like never before, Lord. Give us a hunger for your word. And then as we're hungry for your word and we read it and we listen to it, speak to us through your word like you've always promised to do through the Holy Spirit. I thank you tonight, Lord God. I thank you and I praise you, Father. You are good. And your mercy and your loving kindness endure forever. We give you glory tonight, Father. In Jesus' name.